Okay, you're ready to record another podcast? Uh, sure, but do you think that this is a good idea? What? Reviewing the best love and most critically acclaimed Star Wars film? No, dipshit. Is it a good idea to record a podcast and broadcast it with with the Empire scouring the galaxy for us? We're safely hidden on this rebel base on Hoth. They'll never find us. Lord Vader, we have arrived at the Hoth system. The late seating podcast has been detected as being broadcast by the rebels from there. The rebels are alerted to our presence. Admiral Ozzel came out of light speed too close to the system. He thought surprise was wise. Clumsy as he is, stupid. General, prepare your troops for a surface attack. Yes, my lord. Vader, the fleet has moved down to light speed and we're preparing to... You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. Captain Piet. Yes, my lord. Make ready to land our troops beyond their energy field and deploy the fleet so that nothing gets off the system. You are in command now, Admiral Piet. Thank you, Lord everybody and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, we take the classic sequel to one of the most popular movies ever made, The Empire Strikes Back, and we see if it lives up to the huge wave of just absolute fan love. And critical acclaim that it's heaped upon itself over the years. Isn't that right, Steve? That's right, Jason. We do this show where we, you know, even movies we like, we love to complain about them for an hour and a half. And we thought, what a great idea to spend an hour and a half (laughs) complaining and making fun of and poking holes in one of the most universally beloved and worshipped science fiction films ever made. We stick our thumbs in everybody's eyes. Yeah, we don't care. That's right. Fuck you, we well, whoever made Irv, Irv Kirshner. We don't even like what we like. <laughs> That's right, Empire Strikes Back. You know why we do it is because there's another Star Wars movie coming out this year. Yeah, The Last I really Jedi. F- I think I am getting Star Wars fatigue, dude. You think? Uh, maybe just a little bit? Just wait until Disney says, fuck it, we're doing two a year. Oh, no. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, guys, um, I don't know if Steve watched this version or if he even has access to it, but I watched the original, no fucking shit added to it, um, special edition. I watched the original Empire Strikes Back without all the fucking shit added to it. Now, granted, this special edition didn't get as much crap thrown <laughs> onto it as Star Wars and Return of the Jedi did, right? Right, right. And uh, because it, it it had the least problems. Um, By I the also, way, I, um, I also... the special edition of, of Return of the Jedi is one of the few films that I actually walked out on. Wow. I walked out during the musical I was number. just going to say, was it during the musical number that Jabba's I was like, fuck this! <laughs> what is this movie I'm watching? 
By the way, guys, if you leave a movie theater, you can go up and get a refund for your ticket. <laughs> I learned that the hard way, with through clenched teeth, shaking a little, like I had just gotten a fever. I sat in my car, and I just dead-eyed stared at a blank cement wall, thinking, what the fuck happened? But not this movie. This one got a light treatment. Yes. Just a slight dusting of bullshit. Yeah, and actually most of the stuff they added... Well, I mean, you can say that for all of them, but most of the stuff they added didn't even need to be added. It was fine the way it was. No. And I, and just yeah, for, go, go for it. Well, just for, for uh, the reference of our fine listeners, that was also the version of the movie I watched. I watched the original theatrical release. Good for you. It's the only one now, I will um, watch. If somebody if I'm at, a, at somebody's house and they say, hey, you want to watch uh, Empire Strikes Back and they put in the special edition, I fucking get up and I leave. I don't even say anything. I don't even say <laughs> <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> now, this is something that we neglected to mention during our review of Star Wars two years ago. Now, you guys just stop the podcast, go back, listen to the our hilarious review of the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. One of our chief complaints was that um, when he did the special editions, he made the original versions of these films inaccessible. To the point in which when you go in and you buy it off Netflix or you you know or you, you purchase it off Amazon, when you purchase it, you're purchasing the special edition and it doesn't even mark it as a special edition right. anymore. It just that's the version of the film. Now, we complained about that because it denies the history of the film's legacy. Those were the films that people watched that created the the um, the franchise that basically made these films important to American culture. There's another thing that makes me angry that I did not mention during Star Wars that I'm going to mention now. And that is the United States Film Registry um, has accepted both Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back as uh, culturally important films. They've requested Lucasfilm to provide them with original copies of both films. Mm -hmm. They have not received either one. Hmm. Because they don't want the special editions. They want the fucking (laughs) original goddamn movies. That Lucas is pretending like don't exist fuck you george they do exist they're in your goddamn vault restore the fucking things and give them to the united film registry but he wants to play pretend no no no. the special editions are the only versions of these films they're not that has to be one of the most hilariously transparent lies that any person in the movie industry (laughs) has ever told when they're like george i mean i I understand you dig the special editions but you know like like a lot of people prefer the original cut why not just release the a, 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 a spiffed up, cleaned up, restored version of the original cut. Oh well, uh, uh, I'm we, a delusional we, asshole, and I have no the, idea what I'm talking the, about. The original <laughs> negatives were destroyed. What? <laughs> yeah, Twentieth Century Fox let you destroy was... the original negatives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was blowing out my microphone with my anger. I had to turn turn the sensitivity down. <laughs> So I'm glad I got that out. But these that the version that we're watching are the original versions without all the special edition bullshit. And yeah. Which he only did so that it would be an, what he felt would be an easier transition into the god awful horror show <laughs> that was the that was the the prequels. Yeah. Okay. It's never a good sign when you try to retrofit your classic films <laughs> into yeah. a series and- of terrible films that you made <laughs> 20 years later. And we're also going to gently transition into trivia, and the first thing I'm going to say about tri- trivia is is that when this film was made, there was no nine-film arc. No. 
Okay, there was no episodic arc to it. As we said before, the original Star Wars didn't have an episode for it did not. A New Hope. It, there was nothing on it. And when Empire came in, when they started doing these scripts, the original title for this was Episode 2. Yes. Not Episode 5. That's horseshit. That is George Lucas making up a mythology about how he handcrafted, he had this whole thing planned from the very beginning. No, you didn't. Shut up, you weirdo. Just yeah. We appreciate what you did. Stop it. Well, and yeah, that, that that is the annoying thing about it. It's not that George made it up as he went along. That's fine. It's that he refuses to admit that he made it up as he went along. There, yeah, there's like he, there's evidence. There, there, there are there are early drafts of the screenplay for this movie that have episode uh, episode two. Not episode five. Mm -hmm. We know from things George has said and from things that people who worked with him on the production of this film that it was during the production of this movie that he decided to make it a trilogy. I mean, mm -hmm. it's the, the the most frustrating thing is that everybody knows that he was making it up as he went along, which is yeah. fine. No, no problem. I think that's a great no. way to work. I think there's nothing wrong with making a movie. I think it makes the films more special. Yeah, actually, he, he made a movie and it was a big success and everybody loved it. So he made a sequel to that movie. And while he was writing the sequel, he said, "You know what? I'm going to see if I can if we can just do three and we'll make it a trilogy." There's nothing wrong okay. with that. But he wants us to he wants to to tell everybody that he's some kind of mastermind that you know I wrote a, a screenplay in 1975 and it was 800 pages and it was all three movies and I mean come on shut up no you did not no, you like did it's not. some mythology. Like you go back and you see young George Lucas sitting down with a pad of paper in in the golden hour. Yes, he's writing with he a quill under it. a tree. Yeah. Do you remember, do you know what the original name of the first Star Wars film was? Oh God, it was something like. Uh... The will, the will of the, the 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 book of wills. Yeah, the legend of the wills, the Star or Wars, or something. Fucking... Yeah. Oh no! It the, was, yeah, the diary, yeah. the diary, star, the diary of the wills, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, well, our 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 disappointment and anger towards George Lucas is going down a hole. I would just like to say thank you, George, for these first three films. Yes, and uh, let's move on, get away from our anger just a little bit, yeah. and talk about some other trivia about the movie. If you have any, Steve. yeah, I do, I do. Um, although you know, it's it's a little bit, it's a little bit. In in the vein we've just been tapping. Don't rile me up again, dude. I, I can't. Did you? I can't do this. Did you? <laughs> did you know? You probably did. Um, but just in case our view, our viewers, haha, <laughs> we don't. Nobody can see us. Our listeners, just in case our listeners, <laughs> uh, didn't know. Um, as as we said, Empire is pretty much the the popular pick for the best Star Wars movie, certainly among Star Wars fans. Um, it's tits. Every, That's what they everybody say. loves it. Yeah, yeah. Um. It was, however, for many years, I don't know what he thinks now or if he said anything publicly about it recently, but for many years, this was George Lucas's least favorite Star Wars movie. There are reasons behind that. Yeah, I know, but not very good ones. Um, no, egotistical weird ones. He, he called it the worst of the Star Wars films, um, and there was one particular aspect of Empire that eventually became one of its most beloved uh, characteristics that George tried very hard to get rid of, and that was Frank Oz doing the voice of Yoda. Mm -hmm. He hated Frank Oz as the voice of Yoda, and he tried for at least a year into post-production to, to cast a new voice to replace Frank Oz. And apparently mm -hmm. George was in the minority on this, because pretty much not just anybody who has seen the film, but most of the people who worked on the film saw that Oz as Yoda was brilliant and was one of the best parts of the movie, and eventually 
eventually George either just ran out of time or was such a narcissistic perfectionist that he couldn't find the perfect voice to replace him. And he just said, fine, we'll just let him do it. And it became... We need to face a a couple of facts. While George was involved in the production of Empire, he was mostly that nattering, annoying fuck that stepped in and just made everybody's job harder. Yes, he he wrote... I think he wrote one, (laughs) one rewrite of the screenplay... And, but, Which got tossed out. But yeah, and that that then when he brought in Irvin Kirshner as the director, that was extensively rewritten by Kirshner and by wow. other writers. And so yeah, this was this is this is the Star Wars movie that George Lucas had the least directly to do with creatively, mm-hmm. and it's the best and one. What he doesn't understand, what he doesn't understand, as far as I'm concerned, the, I'll save that for the end. Yeah. I'll save that for the end. We're doing we 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 went back to it, dude. We got to stay out of it. George is fine. He's he's probably less than sixty miles away from where I am. Oh, He's less than 60 miles away from where I am right Uh now. I could go get him. (laughs) Get him. See if he wants to be on the podcast. See... No, I mean, I could kill him. Oh, okay. Easy. Well, we don't need him anymore. I mean, Disney's doing the movies now, so... Oh, jeez. Anyway, so what what the deal is is that George Lucas was very busy trying to build Lucasfilm. And so a lot of other people worked on this movie. A lot of other people had their hands in creating the final product of this film. And he was brought back while they were going over budget. And he, he made a lot of suggestions. But as near as I can tell, um, he was largely ignored in a lot of the suggestions that he made. Mm-hmm. And so that may be one of the reasons why he has such a problem with it. Um, but uh, guess what? This movie went over like gangbusters, which we'll get yeah. to when we do the Who Made It. Yeah. One, right, one, one last little bit of trivia, and then we'll get to the Who Made It. Um, this better be good. This is if it's good. about George Lucas, it's oh, not you about... know that George Lucas drowned a puppy every morning before they started shooting well, just to get the crew I in line? I wouldn't insult the intelligence of our fine audience by telling them that which they already know. He'd na- um, name him after a cast member. <laughs> this one's name... Oh, Harrison. <laughs> this one's name is Mark. <laughs> now you write the dialogue I wrote for you. Um, you saw, but anyway, uh, no, uh, this one is actually about the director, the, the fi- very fine director of the movie, Irvin Kirshner. This is the yeah. movie that really solidified one of the cute little uh, conceits of the Star Wars universe, which is that the rebels speak with American accents and the Empire yep. speaks with British accents. That was a little, yep. it wasn't quite as clear cut in Star Wars, but in this movie, because... Irvin Kirshner made that decision. He said, okay, from now on, the Empire speaks with British accents, the Rebels speak with American accents, and that has been held to, for the most part, for the rest of the franchise. So if you ever wondered, when you're watching a Star Wars movie, why all the bad guys have British accents and all the good guys sound like they're Americans, it's because of the director of The Empire Strikes Back, Irvin Kirshner. Because when you join the Empire, the first thing you do is you go to elocution class. (laughs) <laughs> yes. Speak the words trippingly from the tongue. How you doing? I want to be part of the Empire. Oh, dear. Oh, well, we'll have to do something about that, won't we? Ooh, we're going to have a lot of work with you. <laughs> I don't know what she's talking about. Okay, you're going to be a stormtrooper. Don't ever open your mouth again. What? No, I'm going to be a no, general. No, no, give me the helmet. No, this is mine. I wrote my name this, on it. See, Bubba. This helmet has a mouthpiece. It will stop you from making any noise. There you go. Oh, I can't see nothing easy. Now push him over the railing into the reactor core. Thank you very much. <laughs> Your service to the Empire is appreciated. The hardest part about being in the Empire is always drinking your tea with your pinkies up. <laughs> I always forget that part. <laughs> Lord Vader choked me about that last week. We all got a piece sitting down. There's no urinals in the Empires. I don't feel like a man no more. <laughs> Let's do the Let's who, do the did, who it. did it. <laughs> All right. 
It was directed by Irvin Kirshner. Now, he went... I think the most notable film he directed after this was RoboCop 2. He did a lot of other stuff. He did some TV Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Is there another movie? He did a bunch of movies in the 70s, but none of them are really notable, like The Eyes of Laura Mars. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's something everybody loves and watches. Didn't he do a Bond movie? I don't think he did a Bond. Oh, did he? No, he did. He did uh, when Sean Connery said, I need money. Ah, yes. He... (laughs) He he. Uh, they did a really awful Bond movie called Never Say Never yeah, Again. Yeah, that doesn't officially and count. <laughs> that doesn't count to anything. Yeah. And he directed that. Yeah. It was produced by Gary Kurtz, who produced Star Wars, and he produced this one, and then he quit. <laughs> Because he felt that George Lucas's focus was on merchandising and not about storytelling. That's weird. Isn't that I've weird never heard how that a producer before. will quit? <laughs> No thanks. I don't want all that money. And isn't it weird that he quit because he thinks George is more cons- more concerned with the licensing of his fucking movie? And that was the- huh. and that was the last time Hollywood employed a producer with integrity. <laughs> Gary Kurtz was never heard from again. Okay. Now, screenplay was by Lawrence Kasdan, who's gone on to write and direct a lot of films mm. like The Big Chill and Body Heat, and uh, he wrote Raiders of the Lost Ark. But um, the one of the most influential parts of the screenplay is a woman by the name of Leah Bracken, uh-huh. and she was born in 1915. So she wasn't she was dead by the time the movie came out. Yeah. She died in 1978. But she wrote pulp, uh, she wrote pulp science fiction for a long time. She worked with uh, she worked with uh, Ray Bradbury. They co-wrote something together. Um, and she also wrote Pope Detectives, and um, she worked with Howard Hawks. Howard Hawks said, I want this guy, he's a good writer, not knowing that Leia was, you know, because she went by L. Bracken, yeah. I think, at the time. And uh, she had a little hand in writing a tiny little movie that we'll never, ever, ever review here on the show called The Big Sleep. <laughs> <laughs> She also worked on a, a few other movies like Rio Bravo. She did uh, she did a, a few westerns. She's very notable. She wrote um, a treatment of the script. Um, a lot of her dialogue was thrown out, but a lot of the key uh, points in the script were kept. So, um, and here's the really sucky part: they downplayed her her um, her work on the script to the point in which some people even denied she worked on it, which is fucking bullshit. I hate you, Hollywood. Yeah. I fucking hate you. Oh, yeah, and here's another... Oh, I'll bring it up when we're doing the re- actual review. Fuck it, I don't care. <laughs> story by George Lucas. His only credit. Story by. Yay. And when you said, oh, you know, guys fuck around in space. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just see the first one, it's like more of that. It's like that, but, you know, other things. Just have the same people in it and have them do different stuff. Right, and I'll be here to approve things like I'm important. It's my movie. Even though I'm not producing it's it. still my movie. I'm it. the genius. I didn't, didn't write the screenplay. <laughs> this one's going to suck. We need to see somebody, Steve. We're carrying around a lot of anger. I hate myself, and I hate what I've created. <laughs> he was too busy trying to make as much money as he could. <laughs> um... Okay, starring Mark Hamill as Luke Skywalker. Mark had a little tiny accident between uh, uh, the release of Star Wars and this one. Yeah. In which he had to have complete facial reconstructive surgery. And granted, they, uh, you know, he his scars had healed up and, and he was okay, but he looked a little different, didn't he, Steve? Yeah, I remember the first time I saw this movie as a kid, and it was one of the first things I thought was, Luke looks a little different. Just a little bit. Yeah. That's probably why he gets attacked by the Wampa creature at the very beginning, yeah. and he fucks up his yeah. face. Yeah, there, he got attacked by an animal, okay? That's why he looks a little different, so <laughs> shut up. 
Yeah, you you stop it, Mark. No more car accidents for you. Yeah, okay, put your seatbelt on for Christ's sake. You're Luke Skywalker. We can't afford to lose you. <laughs> Harrison Ford is Han Solo. This was the first time that Harrison Ford said, "Hey, I think Han Solo should die at the end." <laughs> do you not want to do these movies? No, please. <laughs> Wait, did you say no? No, I'm walking away from money. No, I don't want to do these. Han Solo should die. Why? Uh, it'll be dramatic. And then he did the same request for Return yeah. of the Jedi. He was like, I think Han Solo should die. Like, at the beginning. Like, before the credits start. <laughs> How about they thaw me out I th- and I have a heart attack? <laughs> I think, the, I think the, the exposition crawl should say Han Solo is dead. <laughs> Chewie and Lando were too late. Anyway, moving on. It would be another 25, 25, 30 years yeah. before he got his wish granted. And they still made him do a whole movie. <laughs> he still had to do the whole movie with a broken leg. <laughs> you want the death, huh? You want the death, Harry? Uh, All right, fine. <laughs> but I better be ditched. I better very... I, there can be no question that I'm dead. We're going to put a lightsaber through you and we're going to toss you off of a off of a 5,000 foot ledge. How's that? I want a shot of my dead body. <laughs> I want to get hit by a grenade going down. I want the body to explode and the pieces to be on fire. <laughs> I want animals to eat my remains. I want someone to say out loud during the movie, well, it's too bad you're not a Jedi and you can come back as a force ghost, Han. <laughs> I want the I want the closing title to say the end for Han Solo. He's not coming back. He's definitely dead. That's right. I want Han, I want Chewie to eat the pieces of me in some fucked up Chewbacca ritual. That he has. I want my credit to read and appearing for the final time in a Star Wars film. Harrison Ford. Then, then we follow Chewbacca to the bathroom where he poops me out and I get flushed into space. I want it that definitive. <laughs> then I want the universe to end so that no one can come back. <laughs> I'm tired of these movies. <laughs> Carrie Fisher as Leia Organa. Billy D. Williams as Lando Calrissian. <laughs> they decided we need to put a black person in this movie. <laughs> just one. <laughs> <laughs> George, it'll just be one. <laughs> Anthony Daniels as C-3PO. David Prowse and James Earl Jones as Darth Vader. Peter Mayhew as Chewbacca. Kenny Baker as R2-D2. Frank Oz as Yoda. Jeremy Bullock and Jason Wingreen as Boba Fett. Uh, Jeremy Bullock um, appears as, uh, I think, a rebel officer in Episode 3. Um, and he also appears as a, uh, as a uh, Imperial commander in Rogue One. So he's made a couple appearances in the other Star Wars movies. Is not does not Boba Fett. Well, good for him. Uh, Jason Wingren, Wingreen um, did a lot of acting, um, but he also appeared in uh, Star Trek: The Original Series. He appeared in All in the Family. Um, he's been in Twilight Zones. Um, he was in Billy Wilder's Personal Life of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, that's a good movie. And he's he's done a shit ton of voice work guys he was the original voice for Alfred on Batman the Animated Series only for three episodes but I mean he's, he's been around he's been doing a lot of work okay uh, Clive Revel and Marjorie Eaton as the Emperor now you guys are probably thinking I watched it and it was the same dude from the other movies no remember we didn't watch the special editions we watched the original in the originals, it was some lady with makeup and she had chimpanzee's eyes superimposed over her face and a fake voice. Yeah, and it was better. And it was better and weird. It didn't matter that he didn't look anything like he did in the next movie. It, yeah, nobody cared. Mm-hmm. I thought that new Alec- one was good, but the Emperor looked different, <laughs> so I can't like it. 
Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan Kenobi doing the bare minimum he wor- to be in this film. <laughs> he worked for one day. He was like, I thought I was dead. <laughs> I, used- I was dead. You, Why am I being... I signed a what contract? Yeah, they, they, they made him come back as a lesson to Harrison Ford. This <laughs> is what you signed up for. There is no escape. Mm-hmm. Dennis Lawson as my favorite character, Wedge Antilles. Oh. And um, people are like, what? A Wedge why? Antilles fanboy, are we? Yeah, let's face facts. Wedge Antilles was there when the Death Star was exploded. His his ship went poo-poo a little bit, and he had to fly away, but he was still there. Yes, he was. He survived to the end. Yeah, true. He's the one that takes out the eight, the at-at. <laughs> and he's one of the guys who blows up the Death Star in Return of the Jedi. He's a badass. So he's a baller. Yeah, I, I get it. Yeah, He's a better pilot than Luke. <laughs> but he's not the protagonist. Who crashes twice in this movie. <laughs> And that's with the force. So <laughs> yeah, and he he's done a lot of TV, and he's done a lot in in England. Um, but I think the only thing that people might recognize him from is a movie called Local Hero. He's in that. John Hollis as Lobot, the guy who's got a like a Walkman taped to his head. Uh, Julianne Glover as General Veers. Now you guys will recognize Julianne Glover because he um, played a Bond villain. I can't remember which movie it was. Um, he w- played the uh, industrialist bad guy in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm-hmm. But a lot more people probably uh, know him as Grandmaster Pycelle in Game of Thrones. Um, he's the guy in the ad hat who blows up stuff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Kenneth Colley as Admiral Piet. Michael Sherrard as Admiral Ozzel. Don't get used to no. him. Michael Culver as Captain Nita. Don't get no. used to him either. <laughs> <laughs> And Bruce Boa as General Riken. Music by John Williams. Oh, kiss a priest, Steve. John Williams again. Yes, yeah, he loves the space opera. <laughs> He's like, I already wrote it. Just give me the job. Yeah, no, but he created some great. Okay, there's a couple of pieces of music in here that I think are more popular than the Star Wars. The Star Wars main theme. Oh, I think so too. And that's the Imperial March mm-hmm. and the love th- and the love theme between Han Solo and Princess Leia. Spoilers if you haven't seen the movie. <laughs> I'm talking to babies yes. at this point. I, I, I might as well not even watch it now, thanks. Babies and deaf mutes haven't seen this movie, guys. And I can say that because I'm pretty sure the deaf mutes aren't listening to this uh, podcast. Oh, you think so? The blind deaf mutes aren't listening. Or no, they didn't. They're oh, I'm sorry if if you you're one and someone's tapping it out into your. They're hand. reading braille transcripts. <laughs> Who's making that shit? Not me. I got enough to do. No, it's true. <sighs> Cinematography by Peter Shasitsky. Um, he has a long, great career, but he's best known for partnering with uh, David Cronenberg, who has used him in almost every film since uh, Dead Ringers. And he's great. You're, you're Peter, you're, boy, you found your calling, and you're working it. Oh, yeah. Edited by Paul Hirsch. One editor. One. It took a team of editors to save Star Wars from George Lucas's edit, by the way. <laughs> we forgot to mention that last time. George Lucas's final edit of Star Wars was a mess. 20th Century Fox had a panic attack. Do you know who saved Star Wars, Steve? Who saved Star Wars, Jason? His wife, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Who went in, who went in with a pair of scissors and with what's-his-name, and they just sat down and they edited the shit out of that movie. And, not probably not coincidentally, one of the things that the original Star Wars gets complimented on a lot is the quality of its editing. Yeah, and it was and not if it had been left yeah, to Yeah, interesting. <laughs> and this is also a very, a very well-edited film, so good yep. job, Paul. Yeah, way to go, Paul. 
production company Lucasfilm Limited, distributed by 20th Century Fox. It was released on May 21st, 1980. Another one of my birthday films, guys. Aww. Running time, 124 minutes. Box office, 18 to 33 million. I think that's with advertising added yeah. in. Um, oh, box office? Yeah, I said that was the budget, yeah. 18 to 33. Box office, 534 to $538 million. <laughs> so it was something of a commercial success. Yeah, shut up, George. I don't care if you don't think it's a bad movie. It just doesn't represent my vision for I the I don't saga. care. All I hear is... <laughs> I'm going to go make movies for myself now. No one's ever even going to see them. Yeah, here's a here. Why don't you go make Howard the Duck, I will. George? Why don't you make a ripoff of Lord of the Rings and call it Will? You just watch. I'm going to make it. <laughs> okay, can we finally... Finally, yes. can we get to the movie? Yes. The thing that people actually come to listen to. I mean, to. it's your fucking show. I don't know why you ask me. <laughs> Are we turning on each other now? <laughs> oh, during, during, has, has, our, during, has our anger over George Lucas say, spilled over and we're directing it at each how, other? How perfect would it be if we turned on each other during the review of a movie we both like? That would be just perfect. <laughs> it would make no sense. All right. <clears throat> okay, Steve, yes. let's... Uh, Let's get into this X-Wing. Oh, boy. I know it's only a one person. You're going to have to sit on my I'm, lap. I'm, I'm, I'm in the R2 seat, buddy. Well, you're going to suffocate in the blackness of space. I can hold my breath. All right, fine. Everything in space is pretty close together. You can get to it in a few hours, even if you don't go to light speed. Yeah, let's set our coordinates for that garbage planet Dagobah. <laughs> and let's rocket into the world of the Empire Strikes Back. Steve, take it away. Star Wars! What? <laughs> and everybody thinks for a moment, is this the right movie? Yeah, isn't this how the other one started? It's exactly the same. Oh, wait, then the opening crawl comes up and it says, Chapter 5, The Empire Strikes Back. So now it's... And you go, wait, am I watching the... Is this... Are you sure this is the right this movie? Is... I don't remember the other one saying this that. This is the fifth one? <laughs> I, I don't remember three other movies. I, I must have missed a lot. <laughs> but anyway, there's there's the opening crawl that explains to us that yeah. despite what happened in the last movie with the destruction of the Death Star, it's actually a kind of a dark time for the Rebellion. Because after the Death Star was exploded, the Empire got really pissed off and just mm. started killing rebels left and right. Yeah, well, I mean, you figure they're in Hawk and the Banks. The Banks are like, we, 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 you know, we gave you a, a bagajillion credits oh wait we established in our previous review that uh, <laughs> that everything is in babies we gave you a gajibagillion <laughs> babies to build this death star and now you have nothing for it no oh yeah was it insured we were gonna oh, oh jesus christ you guys you're so <laughs> fucked after they got sued by every family that had someone working on the death star oh yeah so i mean basically they're deep in the red they took a huge bath on the death star they owe boku babies uh, uh, according to my my husband's contract you guaranteed him that the death star was impenetrable and it got penetrated and he's dead <laughs> so guess what my daddy died for you yeah. oh god <laughs> Boy, you just you, you just go for the jugular, don't you? You fucking widows. I mean, Lord Vader, I can't take any more weepy letters from widows. I'm really pissed off now. Just do what I do and don't read them. I can't I'm help a dark it. lord. I don't care. 
<laughs> this is going to be the longest review we've ever yeah, done. Yeah, I know. Steve. <laughs> we're thirty minutes in, and we're just we're just getting through the opening crawl. We're not even through. We're not the even through crawl. the opening crawl. All right. Come on, let's focus. Okay, Come on, okay. We'll focus. so so uh, the 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 rebels are fleeing from the empire, and they've taken up residence in a secret base on the ice world of Hoth, and that's yeah. where most of the rebels are. And also, Darth Vader is really really preoccupied with finding Luke Skywalker, so he's been sending unmanned probe droids just willy nilly out into the galaxy, hoping mm-hmm. that one of them will randomly run into Luke. It's not the best plan. But it's what they're going with. It's the with. stupidest plan ever. You're searching all the space. Space is huge, and those probes would probably <laughs> not find anything, let alone the one thing you hope they will find. But they keep dragging, dragging people back that kind of look like yeah. Luke. Is this him, Master? No, God, I gave you. Hi, my name is Buck Bornbungle. <laughs> Kill that one and get back Throw to work. Throw him in the pile. <laughs> so yeah, so so the uh, the opening crawl. Fades away, and then we we mm. we uh, pan down to the Imperial fleet, and there's a big old Imperial ship, and it's, it's having babies. Yeah, and it's 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 launching the little probes out into the universe, and one of them yeah. lands, crash lands on on a, a snowy ice planet, and oh. and who rides up and and sees it, but our hero Luke Skywalker. Oh, and he's like, yeah, hey, I saw a thing. And Han Solo's like, that's great. I'm going back. It's cold. Yeah. And he's like, I saw a thing, Han. I'll check it out. Han's like, whatever. I'm Luke Skywalker. Yippee. Yeah, great. Just don't freeze to death, okay? Bye. And yeah, and then he gets attacked by a snowman. Oh, the abominable snowman. No, just, just a regular, regular type. <laughs> just a normal run of the mill snowman. Carrot nose, cold, you know, cold buttons. Yeah, pissed as Top hell. Hat. <laughs> and we're like, oh, well, so much for Luke. <laughs> He's been in the movie for like a minute. He's been dragged off by a snowman. Well, they wrote him out in the first scene. And then we cut to the rebel base, and Han's there, and Han's like, I gots to leave, because there have been bounty hunters that are like coming after me, and that's bad, and I gotta pay off Jabba the Hutt, because remember in the last movie, there was a bounty hunter that wanted to kill me that's still happening now? (laughs) I'm not a very popular guy. Yeah, but Leia's like, I want you to leave because you're just super awesome, but you're great. And and he's like, you love me. And she's like, I don't either. And then they fight a bunch. And then we cut to Artie Boo Boo and CeCe Pee <laughs> <laughs> And they're like, we're here too. Yeah, look at us. I really miss Artie Boo Boo and CeCe Pee so much. I love them. <laughs> I love you robots. <laughs> But everybody's all of a sudden like, where's Luke? Yeah, and Han's right? like, hey, did Luke ever come back? And some random guy's like, nope. Ah, you're skipping ahead, because then we cut to Luke. Oh, yeah. And somehow the, the snowman has hung him upside down in a he, cave. You know what it is? It's the snowman works for Mr. Freeze, and this is his lair. Yeah, and that snowman's going to eat Luke, we think. Uh-oh. Luckily, the, but luckily. <laughs> the snowman has put Luke's lightsaber just a few feet away in the snow where he can see it. And- yeah. And Luke's got some mental powers, and he reaches out for the lightsaber, and he centers his mind, and the lightsaber flies out of the snow and goes in his hand, and he cuts himself down off the thing just in time before the snowman goes, no, wait, you're dessert, and then (laughs) he chops off one of the uh, snowman's arms, and he gets out of the cave, and he runs away. And Mark Hamill says, I told you not to have him cut the arm off. (laughs) You specifically told me he wouldn't harm the creature. That's... (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck? I, why am I seeing this for the first time at the premiere of the film? <laughs> why did Luke Skywalker maim an animal? <laughs> it's really fucked up. 
<sighs> then we cut back to the rebel base. And, uh, oh, look, hey, John Ratzenberger. <laughs> nice voice dub you got there, because that ain't your voice. <laughs> he tells Princess Leia, hey, we got to shut the big door. We're all going to freeze to death. Oh, wait, we forgot yeah, something. Han, uh, Han, Han leaves. Yeah, and he, tell, he, he tells a guy who's just trying to warn him about the weather that he'll see him in hell. Han seems to be not having a good day. And the guy who told him, warned him about his Tauntaun freeze and then starts to cry. Yeah. And he's like, what did I do to go to hell to meet Han Solo? I'm a good guy. I'm in the rebels. <laughs> I was just trying to, I just wanted to warn him. Look, I know I got a lot to work off. I was a criminal before joining the rebels, but not hell. <laughs> he can't say that to me. It's all right, Bob. He does it to everybody. He's not. He only. He's only really nice to no one. Maybe Chewbacca. <laughs> Maybe Chewbacca. If, if Chewie catches him on the right day, he's kind of nice <laughs> but to yeah, Chewie. Ever, Chewbacca drinks a lot. He drinks a lot. He's got some issues that are really. He doesn't even address them himself. I mean, there's not much you can do. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, now Han's out there looking for Luke, and Luke's out there, and Leia's like, well, "We've got to close the doors." And they close the doors, and C-3PO is like, they're going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and R2-D2 is like, yeah, there's like a 0% <laughs> chance. And everyone's kind of sad. but um, And then we have the most dramatic door closing ever. Yeah, oh boy, it's so fraught with emotion. Chewie screams, and they do the push-in mm -hmm. on, on uh, Princess Leia. Leia. She's just like, oh, this is bad. Yeah, because she doesn't want the guy she just had an argument with to die. I think she and likes him. And also Luke. <laughs> I don't think she likes him at all. They do his That's fight. true. Yeah, you're right. Uh, so now we cut back to Luke. And he's lying down in the snow, and it turns out Luke's got some mental disorders. Well, it turns out that he, he's very near death, and he's beginning to hallucinate, because he sees mm -hmm. the ghost of Hamlet's father. I mean, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> Well, what does Obi-Wan have to he say? He says... Here's, here's a warm blanket, Luke, and some hot soup. <laughs> he says, this is one of only two scenes I have to shoot, and then they're going to let me go. Uh, it's not like, hey, Luke, um... Oh, shit. You're... I... You're, oh, you're dying. <laughs> uh, look, I had some... It can wait. It can wait. Uh, <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> I'll tell you later when I can be sure you'll remember it. No, he... Listen, I traveled all this way. I may as well say it now. You need to go to Dagobah. And see Yoda. Um, Repeat what I say. Don't die. <laughs> Repeat what I say so I know that you've heard me. Good. Yes, good. good. Well, all right. Bye. Shit. <laughs> so glad I'm not alive anymore. <laughs> Whoop. And then Han shows up. Yeah, and then Han's uh, Tauntaun immediately dies. Dies. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> But then Han does a gross thing. Yeah, a gross but necessary takes, thing, because Han will do what needs to be done. That's right, and so he takes out Luke's lightsaber, and he kills both of them so that they don't <laughs> yeah, die. It'll be quicker this way, end. pal. <laughs> Just right through yep. both of them. <laughs> no, you could have cut the Tauntaun open. I told you not to put oh, me in this I movie, now look what I've done. <laughs> he cuts the Tauntaun open, he scoops out its guts, he puts Luke inside the Tauntaun. And he says, you can stay here, you'll stay warm here until I get the shelter built. And then we fade, and now we, we meet a dude in a speeder, because the speeders are good now. Remember, he couldn't take a speeder before because they so adapting him to the cold. That's what he said when he told that guy to go That is hell. what he said. Uh, they fixed it. And, yeah, and he's flying around, and he's like, and he's flying around for forever. <laughs> And we're on our edge of our seats because we're so stupid as an audience that we think, yeah, the two main characters of this fucking movie <laughs> died in the first ten minutes. That's right. I wonder if he'll find them. Let's build that tension. 
And oh, guess what, Steve? Does he find him? No. Oh. The end. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Princess Leia story from here on out. It fades out. It just fades to credits. Ha ha, we got your money. Directed by Irving Kershaw. Um, now he finds him and they drag Luke back to the base and they stick him in this great big old tank full of goo called the Bacta Tank because so much of the fucking mythology of this universe has pushed out important things in my brain. <laughs> and they fix him up and he's sitting in the hospital room by a, with a really creepy medical droid. No, that's later. He's sitting yeah. in there and and, and uh, Artie Boop Boop and CCPP come in and they're like, we're so glad you're good. And Leia's in there and um, Han shows up and he's like, I saved you again. Ha ha! And Leia really hates him. Yeah. And then she kisses Luke around a little because they're in love. They love yeah, each and other. Yeah, and they're in love, Steve. And there's nothing at all wrong with that at this point. No, there isn't. And everyone's like, oh, well, I guess she loves Luke. She hates Han. And then later, uh, the guys at the Rebel base hear a mystery sound. And they're like, that's a weird mystery sound. We should go check it out. And they go check it out. You know, uh, Chewie and Han. Oh, no, it's a probe droid. And they've been probed. <laughs> and then they blow it up. And they're like, shit, that means the Empire's coming, yeah. right? They said, the Empire knows we're here. We should pack our shit and get the hell out. And then we cut to a really super big Star yeah. Destroyer. Like a really big Star it's, Destroyer. Yeah, it's extra large. It's called the Ex- Executor? The Executor, I think, is what it's called. I don't think it's called the Executor. The Executor. I think it's Executor. And um, Darth Vader's up there just pimping it. <laughs> and one, some other guy goes, hey, we found this signal. What do you think? And he's like, "That's that's rebels, you dummies." Yeah, that's rebels. where Luke is. Go get him. That's yeah, we're gonna go there. And they're like, "It could be anything." And I said, "You what did you say to me?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, "We'll go right now, yeah, I'm sir." Sorry, I forgot which one of us is the six foot five guy, duded out in black. Uh, Captain Pitt, I need to change my uniform right now. I don't know what I was thinking. Which one of us can choke people like just with the air? Is that was that you? <laughs> did you see that, fellas? Darth Vader just looked at him and he peed his pants. <laughs> You're not supposed to speak until you pass your elocution lessons. I don't care. These finger sandwiches are delicious. Oh my God. What's in these? Cucumber? You're going to get us all in trouble. Now stop it. I just stuffed five of them right up under my helmet and into my mouth. Stop. If they hear you, we're all going to be reprimanded. I can talk, hoity toities. Let me try it. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to do it. What? Excuse me, Lord Darth Vader. <laughs> But you need it down in the place where the lizard things are, my lord, ding, tingly bungly do. I love how he transforms into Archie Bunker when he's trying. Yeah, hey, uh, they need you up in the the what do you call it, the bridge there, Lord Vader. Thing up there. You know, dobacks. You love them things. Do not speak of my dobacks. Sorry, Lord Vader, but the big lizard. No. <laughs> All right. So. Leave my dobacks alone. I'm they leaving are for them me alone. And I'm me alone. Here. I'm look. I'm looking in the corner. Please don't put <laughs> You're on my list. Oh, goody. you are not a good list. <laughs> you are not at the top of the list yet. Oh, okay. Well, what do I get when I get to the top oh, of the list? Do I get a black uniform you, like you? You'll see. Free do back mm, right? Not quite. <laughs> oh, all right. 
Oh boy, can't God, we... just leave me yeah, alone. Diary. I'm trying to find the rebels. <laughs> just leave me alone. Okay, fine. Sorry. Don't apologize. Like I know. Don't be sorry. Be better. <laughs> All right. Here, I'll try my. I'll try my voice again. God <laughs> damn it! No, I. T- <laughs> oh Lord, <sighs> Darth Vader. <laughs> but you do back is pooped on my armor. <laughs> All right, I'm leaving. Goodbye. I've done my breathing. I'm calmed down. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> this is going to go on forever. God. Okay, so uh, everybody has to get ready to fight and run. Yeah. Right? And um, they're getting all set up and it's like everybody's like, we got it. They're going to come and they're going to really fuck up our shit. We got to get out of <laughs> Let's here. Let's leave. And then we cut back to the. Darth Vader's got a spooky chamber. Yeah. And uh, he's in a spooky chamber, and um, Duke comes in, and he, he's like, hey, we we got there, but the rebel base has got their shield up. And Darth Vader's like, son of a bitch. Like, <laughs> you came out of hyperspace too fast, genius. I told you! <laughs> Shut that guy up. What are you going to do, Darth Vader? Here, I'll get him on the screen for you. Beep boop. There he is. There's, there's Admiral <laughs> Choke! <laughs> he kills Admiral Ozzel for making a mistake, and Captain Piat gets a promotion! Yay! Yay! Congratulations, Admiral Piat. Long may you reign. <laughs> he makes it into the next yeah. movie. Sorry, guys, spoilers. Oh, anyway, somebody just so, threw uh, their fucking phone across the room. God damn it! <laughs> we cut back to Leia, who has become the exposition officer. Yeah. Who tells us everything's exactly? She's going okay. That's this is what's going to happen. Some of us are going to stay here and defend the base, and everybody else is getting on transport ships and getting the fuck out. We're going to assign two two ships to two fighter ships to each one. And someone's like, "You're going to get us all killed." And she's like, "No, no, because we've got the ion cannon. It's going to pew pew anything that comes near you. You're going to get away, okay?" And I'm like, "Okay." And then that's it. <laughs> is that enough pointless techno babble <laughs> for you? Good. Get out of here. That's right. And now it's time for fighting, because the Empire, since they can't bombard it from the air, which is, I guess, their original mm-hmm. plan, which kind of goes against Darth Vader's whole, I need to get Luke Skywalker. Yeah. Because if they bombard it from the air, it's like, I just want a piece yeah. of him. We found his trunk, Lord Vader. Mantle. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is him. He has his name tag. They they drop down gigantic metal elephants yeah. called Atlas. Yeah. What a great battle and strategy. Yeah, so they got to get the snow speeders up in the air, and so Luke Skywalker's going to fly a snow speeder, and sitting in the back back seat of the soda as his co-pilot or co-guy or yeah. or whatever he is is Dak, and he's going to beat up the whole empire. He has nothing to lose, and he's filled with hope and optimism. He's such a great character. Oh boy, what a great addition to the to the mythology of Star Wars, right? Yeah, Steve? for about five minutes. <laughs> Guess who Luke is referring to when he says the line, I lost my gunner. <laughs> like, in the next scene. <laughs> so now we get the scene where the rebels are shooting at the, these giant at-at things, and they can't penetrate their shields, and the snow speeders are shooting at them, and nothing, nothing's doing good, and then Wedge Attilis proves he's a fucking badass, and he shoots a rope on one of them and trips one up and then they blow that one up, right? Yeah, they like, Luke's like, you know, they have these humongous legs, let's just trip them. And everybody's like, Cut what a great idea, Luke. Base. We never thought of that. Yeah, we're too stupid, Luke. <laughs> <Help us. laughs> you have to do everything! 
Luke is basically a cheerleader during this whole thing. I can't help but wonder if Wedge is like, shut up, Luke. Just shut up. Shut up. <laughs> I know you're Princess Leia's favorite, but I'm the one that's doing all this shit. Shut up. No, be careful, Wedge. You gotta get in closer. Shut the fuck up. I'm doing this. You're just flying next to me, you fucking asshole. I don't care how much fucking goddamn force you have in it. You talk to an invisible old man all the fucking time. Let out the tow cable. It <laughs> trips. And he's like, there, I fucking did it, Luke. You happy? Fuck you. When is it going to be Wedge's time? That's what I want to know. <laughs> Meanwhile, back, back at the Rebel base, it's time for every, well, the whole main cast to beat cheeks because it's time to leave. And Han Solo's like, I'm taking you to to your transport, Princess Leia. And she, oh, she hates him. And then uh, <laughs> we cut back, and just to prove that Wedge is still a better pilot, Luke crashes. Uh-oh. His co-pilot dies, <laughs> and he crashes into the snow. And Wedge is flying by going, good, I hope he never gets off this fucking frozen planet. <laughs> I'll tell your wife you died a hero, Dak. <laughs> he gets out of the snow speeder right before he gets smushed by one of the big feet of the AT-ATs. And now they call in the retreat. Everybody needs a retreat, because everybody's getting the fuck out of there. And Luke, not to be outdone by Wedge, who's a better pilot than him, <laughs> decides he's going to kill an AT-AT all by himself. He runs underneath one, and he shoots a thing up, a rope, and he goes all the way up there, and then he uses his lightsaber, and he swings at it, and you clearly see that he didn't make a hole. The panel just opens up. <laughs> And he throws a grenade in it, and then he drops down in the snow, breaking both of his legs and shattering his spine. <laughs> but the AT-AT explodes, its head blows up, and yeah. it falls and over. Good for you, Luke. Luke's like, I needed that one for me. <laughs> but meanwhile, uh-oh, one of the AT-ATs has gotten close enough to take out the generator, which is powering the shields. And that's really bad, because he does it, and now shit is getting real, because the Empire's like, okay, send everybody. Send everyone down there, kill everybody and everything, yep, right? except for Luke. Yeah. yeah Find Luke. Luke. Don't kill, leave him unkilled. You'll recognize him because he's wearing an orange pilot uniform and a, and a helmet. <laughs> There's nobody else like that dressed So like that. save that guy. <laughs> All right, Lord Vader. <laughs> Check out my new snow... My, I'm a snow trooper now. Yippee! I want you to keep I that man away on, from me. I, well, we're on the shuttle oh together. God. There's nothing you can do about Look, it. I'm going to go sit in the front seat next to the pilot. You stay back here. You, you want a peanut butter cup? I kind of got it all over my, my clean white uniform, but they're good. I can't. I can push no. it through the, the holes in your I mask. I don't want it. I Just don't want bit. it. Sit down. Maybe, maybe you'll cheer up go, a little bit. Jeez, Louise. Go back and sit with the other stormtroopers. Leave me alone. All right, but that's all. This whole bag of peanut butter cups. Just you can for have me. them. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, so meanwhile, Han, Leia, and CPPP is gonna leave in the Millennium Falcon because she can't get to her. Yeah, show. the tunnel blowed they, up they, real good. Yeah, and they run to the Millennium Falcon, but uh-oh, Darth Vader's in the house. Yeah. And all the stormtroopers are pew-pewing all over the place, killing people left and right. And uh, they get in the Falcon, and the Falcon has some mechanical problems. Get used to that, guys. <laughs> that is a running uh, motif of, of this film. Yeah, the, the Falcon is a piece of shit that's falling apart. <laughs> um, but, and boy, man, Leah really hates Oh, Han. boy. All she does is complain. She's always talking about how he's no, we're good for nothing. Whatever. She's definitely not attracted to him at all. No, but they get in the Falcon and it takes off and they get away. Kind of. Yay. 
and then Luke finds his X-Wing, and Artie Badoo-Badoo is in it, and he gets in his X-Wing, and they're like, okay, Luke, we'll meet you at the rendezvous. And he's like, ha-ha, no, because yeah. I'm going to Dagobah to meet Yobobo. <laughs> and he doesn't tell them that. He's just like, yeah, I'll meet you there. <laughs> See you later, <laughs> suckers. Like, I, hope you don't sh- I hope you don't show up, Luke. I really, I hope you don't, please don't show up, Luke. <laughs> <laughs> You can't fly. I, I hope your X-Wing goes right into a mountain as soon as you take off. Probably will, because you're not a good pilot, Luke. You're not. I mean, who turns their scanning computer off during the Death Star assault? Like, who does that? Oh, <laughs> uh, use the force. Come on, dude. I could have made that shot. Yep. Now we cut back to the Millennium Falcon that's uh, being chased by three Star Destroyers. And uh, they turn on the hyperdrive, and what happens? Steve? Nothing. It goes... broken. So Han decides to do something unadvisable with a bunch of asteroids. <laughs> He's like, I know what to do. He flies into the most densely packed asteroid belt in the world. That's right. They're like they're they're in they're smashing into each other. Like this planet must have just exploded five minutes ago. And there's this whipping and swerving and going all over the place. And by the way, this is when I officially fell in love with the Millennium Falcon. Oh, yeah. Because in the previous movies, we really didn't see it fly that much other than take off and land. Yeah. It was like, we're a thing. But they, boy, they make it up for it in this movie, oh, aren't man. they, yeah, this is, It's one of the, the best action sequences in the movie where it's it's dodging the, the TIE fighters, chasing it, and it's swinging around the, the asteroids and tricking the TIE fighters oh, to fly yeah. into them and crash. It's It's a really cool scene. It's fucking awesome. Anyway, so then they decide they're going to go to one of the big ones. They're going to hide in a little hole. Yeah, right? this is a great idea. They they hide in the hole for uh, weeks. <laughs> Apparently, <laughs> I get they'll give up eventually, right? <laughs> we we have a little uh, narrative problem at this point because we're switching back and forth between Luke's journey and what they're doing. And what Luke seems to be doing would take months to weeks, like weeks to months. Yeah, right? even if get that feeling. even if he's taking the accelerated Jedi training course. Hmm. But they're safe for now, I guess. And then Luke gets to Dagobah, and R2's like, this is not a good idea. And he's like, fuck you. <laughs> and he goes in there. Shut up, robot who crashes. knows everything. He crashes again. Yeah, Luke, <laughs> you know, buddy. I know you think you're a good pilot. <laughs> I know just because you say it out loud, you told Obi-Wan in Star Wars that you're a pretty good pilot yourself. Yeah, I think you're more like a lucky pilot. <laughs> yeah, Luke, pilot. Luke is like the guy who hit the winning home run in the championship game in high school, and he's still yeah. kind of living on that, you know? Uh-huh. Anyway, he crashes it into this big pond. He gets out. R2-D2 gets out, falls in the water, nearly gets eaten by a monster, gets spit out, and um, that's it. <laughs> he's like, oh, R2's like, please, then we leave. Please, no more. <laughs> I really don't like it here, man. But since everyone discounts the emotions of robots, he doesn't care. <laughs> he really does not listen to them, nor does he care. Now we cut back to um, Darth Vader, and he's in his gross chamber. <laughs> and he's hes so gross, Steve, his head looks like it's made out of strawberry ice yep, cream. <laughs> yep, we only see it from the back. It's, a, it's just a little tease. Yeah, and his helmet goes on with like a suction sound. And um, yeah, it's real yeah. gross. And we find out that... Darth Vader wants the Falcon so bad that he's willing to fly his entire fleet into the asteroid field for whatever reason. We don't know why he wants. I guess maybe he thinks Luke is on it or yeah, something. Yeah, I guess. Right? Yeah, or he just he he decided that he just really wants that ship. 
Yeah. Then we cut back to the William Falcon in his hidey hole. Leia really hates Han. She really, boy, they all they do yeah, is fuck it's, Yeah, there's nothing going on there. You know she loves Luke with all of her might. She just wants to fuck yeah. Luke and live a happy life and just not be around this gross guy smuggling Yeah, dude. he's a scoundrel. Yeah. Now we cut back to we cut back to uh, the gross <laughs> planet Dagobah. <laughs> And uh, Luke's sitting there eating out of his whole box full of granola. He's just got a whole box full of granola. Mm-mm-mm. Like granola bars and loose granola. Yeah. And just I stuff. hope he's got one of the ones and that's got chocolate chips in it. I love those. Who cares? Anyway, um, he meets a little dude. Yeah. A little green old crazy man. <laughs> <laughs> he gets in a fight with R2-D2. He steals some stuff. He... This is Luke's food, and um, but it turns out the little dude will take Luke to Yoda because Yoda is supposed to train him to become a Jedi. Yeah, right? Yoda is the Jedi Master who instructed Obi Wan Kenobi. And yeah, and the little dude seems seems to know who Yoda is, and he's like, "Come with me." And he's like, okay, R2, you stay here all alone. I know you're still dirty, but... You know, <laughs> and, oh, and you have tiny legs on wheels, and you're in a swamp. <laughs> and you're in a There's swamp. no way you could ever move anywhere. <laughs> um, uh, so then we cut back to the Millennium Falcon, and Leia, Leia hates so, Han Solo so much that she, they kiss. <gasps> Can it be that she doesn't really hate him? Maybe he forced the kiss on her. He kind of did. She says no several times before he kisses her. But it's okay. He's a scoundrel. What? Okay, so he could then go on to rape her too, and she'd be like, "No, he's... I don't like this." And he's like, "I don't care." That's if more. If Cthulhu hadn't come in and interrupted the kiss, where would this have gone, Steve? Uh, well, it would have. He, see, he's a scoundrel. He's not a predator. Yes, he is a predator. She's, she she a... can't go anywhere. He's a he's a rogue. Her hands are shaking. She's scared. Okay, you know what? Yeah, and he is a lot bigger than she is, too. Uh-huh, and he could probably yeah. have Chewbacca beat her up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you think Chewbacca's in on it, too? Uh-huh. He's like, listen, we don't do this right now. We're going to have Chewbacca beat you up. Well, C-3PO, I'm just watching. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I count interfere. because I'm an artificial person and no one gives a fuck about me. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Are you asking me for help well, am now? Am I important now? <laughs> I just talked oh, to the Millennium oh, now- Falcon's computer. I see. When you need something, you're glad I'm here. Is that how this works? But when you don't need me, you turn me off. Fuck you. Hmm. Let me think. No, I think I will not intervene. He goes yes. back, sits down in the lounge. Well, he listens to the back. Oh, we're painting a really dark picture. <laughs> I mean, they say this is the darkest one, but we just made it a hell of a lot, a lot darker. darker. Anyway, C-3PO comes in and then she leaves and he's like, huh, I was, was going to get my boner on, but I guess I'm not now. We go back to the Empire that's looking for the Millennium Falcon and Darth Vader gets a call from his boss. He yeah. Goes into this big chamber and there's this big holographic head and he's like, sup? <laughs> and he's like, uh. <laughs> and the Emperor's like, look, there's a guy. His name's Luke Skywalker. And Darth Vader didn't go, well, that's this coincidence. I've been using all of our resources to try to find him. Didn't you know that? And it's like, of course I knew it. I just, look, I want it to be my idea. Okay, can it be my idea? Well, it was already in the opening crawl. I mean, it's kind of out there. Like, well, I didn't read the opening crawl, Lord Vader. I have better things to do. You didn't read the opening crawl no. of this film? I'm trying to okay. organize a widow's and orphans fund for the previous Fine. Death Star. 
whatever. It just it's it was three paragraphs. It wasn't that much. To I'm read. going to tell you what to do, and you're going to okay. pretend that it was my idea. That's fine. Yes, my master. Hey, what's going on in here? Oh <laughs> Jesus Christ! Holy shit! Is that the Empress giant head? Am I in the Wizard of Oz or something? <sighs> oh, is this a is this a private hologram phone call? Yes, could you please just what? Okay, yes. I just, I, uh, Mr. Emperor guy, uh, excuse me, Lord Emperor Spooky Man. I just want to thank you for this opportunity. I apologize, Master. <laughs> no, it's all right. You don't have to apologize. For I'm not apologizing to you. Get, get, oh, oh, just, <laughs> just get out. Just get out. All right, um, the door's locked. I can't do the- it. I'll just, you know what? I'll stand here in the corner. I won't look. Just you guys talk about whatever it is. I'm not here. I'm not. I'm, oh no, I'm not. my god! Here, I'll turn off the view screens in my helmet. Boop. No, oh, that's dark. Oh my god! Anyway, Lord Vader. Yes, I'm sorry. I don't even remember what we were talking about. Listen, I want you to find Luke Skywalker, and I want you to turn him over to the dark side. Right, on it. Got it. And if he doesn't want to join our team, kill him. Okay. Uh, sure. Okay. Very good. Uh, can I can I leave now? He didn't turn yes. that hologram off. <laughs> God damn it! Which, oh, have you ever had one of those days? I mean, this I can just walk out of the hologram field, but it's wasting minutes. <laughs> anyway, you have to push hang up. You have to push hang up on your here? end. This one, just yes. <laughs> Yes! <laughs> Do back breeding service, can I help you? <laughs> <laughs> oh Christ, yes. Oh, hey, Darth Vader! <laughs> so, <laughs> did that bitch whelp yet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to discuss my dobacks in front of that, that stormtrooper over there. We're going to have to go into my. Come into my private little. Stormtrooper's not even there anymore. <laughs> come here, come here. Okay, so. Um. What happens after that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, meanwhile, oh, the, the... we go back to that little crap planet with Little Dude. Yeah. And he's a real and bad he's... cook. And he's invited <laughs> Luke over to his tiny house. And Luke's like, I want to be a Jedi now! And then it turns out the Little Dude is Yoda. <gasps> um, and Yoda starts talking to Obi-Ghost. And then he scares the shit out of Luke and everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He says that Luke... Will be very afraid. Yeah, very and Luke soon. says, I'm not afraid. And he's like, Whoa, you don't know you what fucking be. shit you're talking about. I've seen things. <laughs> I'm basically omnipotent, kid. I used to be seven feet tall. The Force did this to me. <laughs> Take a look at your future, kid. <sighs> Cut back to Millennium Falcon, and it turns out there are Minox on it. Yeah, they're big old scary bats. They're, they're bats with vagina mouths. Yeah, oh, all they're milk not nice. The inside of them is gross. <laughs> and while they're trying to get them off the ship, someone shoots the ground and then causes an earthquake. And Han goes, uh-oh, SpaghettiOs. And they, <laughs> I know what this is. Yeah, they get into the ship and they take off. And Leia's like, what are you doing? And then they drive up and they can see the exit. And it looks like it's collapsing. And Leia says, the cave, cave's collapsing. And he says, this is in a cave. And then they fly out. And it turns out they've been hiding in a gigantic space worm. No! And they get away. Right? Yeah, now, sort of. Now I we mean... cut back into week nine of Luke's training, <laughs> in which he's doing calisthenics with Yoda. 
He's yeah. jumping around, and Yoda, Yoda's whispering in his ear things like, Yes, it's good. Oh, you did This is the most excitement I've had in a long time. And <laughs> then they stop, and uh, Luke goes, I still feel something spooky. And Yoda's like, That tree over there, that's a spooky tree. <laughs> <laughs> and you got to go there, oh, and you yeah. got to do some stuff. Go to Spooky Tree, and uh, you know, go in there, and don't take your weapons. And Luke's like, "Fuck you, it's spooky." I don't know. And goes down into Spooky Tree, and is filled with bugs and spiders and snakes and lizards and a Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. Oh, by the way. <laughs> and they fight, and then Luke chops off Darth Vader's head, and we're like, "Wow, this movie ended early, huh?" And how did he get there? And then Darth Vader's faceplate blows off of his face, and what's inside of the chopped-off head, Steve? It's Luke's own face! What a mindfuck! Oh my god! And Yoda, Yoda's like, hey, that'll show him, mother... F- don't listen to me. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my instructions you will follow if now, hmm? gone down there with no weapons, it would have been a space nymph. <laughs> <laughs> a good time you could have had. Like I do, I've been here alone a long time. <laughs> Uh, we cut back to the uh, Star Destroyers, and they've hired bounty hunters. Yeah, oh, but, you know, they don't need that scum. No, they don't, but there's, like, a lizard guy and a robot guy and yeah. another robot there's the, guy. There's the, a, the Gorn from Star Trek. Yeah, there's a Gorn from Star Trek, and there's a guy with a diaper on his face, and then there's this yeah. one guy, and his name is his name is Booby Fett, and, and Darth Vader's like, don't disintegrate anybody, Booby Fett, and he's like, I won't, and then, uh, but it, it doesn't mean anything, because as soon as he gets done talking to him, the Admiral Piat comes up and he goes, we found the Millennium Falcon, and all of them should have just gone, oh, fuck. Really? <laughs> really? We came all the way out here to an asteroid field. God damn it. Took me three weeks to get here. Shut up, diaper face. That's not my name. <laughs> my name is James, since you asked. <laughs> James Dengar. <laughs> okay? Most people just call me Dengar. No one calls me diaper face. <laughs> Whatever, like diaper no face. One. Look, IG-88. I don't need to take any shit from you. I got a personal beef with Han Solo. By the way, guys, this is actual backstory. I, I know the backstory to fucking Dengar. He appears for all of two and a half seconds in this fucking scene. Not only do I know his name, I know his personal beef with Han Solo. Nerd! <laughs> anyway, so, oh no. So they're flying around. I mean, the Millennium Falcon's trying to get away from all the Star Destroyers that are out of the asteroid field, and the Hyperstar still doesn't work, because Han Solo doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. Ha ha ha. So he turns the ship around, and he flies directly at the Star Destroyer, and disappears! <gasps> Where'd it go? And the, like, the dude on the ship is like, we lost him. I'll go apologize to Darth Vader. That'll make everything better, right? I'll yeah, everything and everything better. was just fine. Yeah! <laughs> but it turns out that uh, Millennium Falcon is hiding on the Star Destroyer. Yeah. Smart, right? Good thing none of the other Star Destroyers noticed it and told that Star (laughs) Destroyer where it was. Yeah. And then we come back to Dagobah, and we find out that Luke is a stupid quitter because he can't get his (laughs) ship out of the fucking pond. He's like, I can't do it. I don't want to be a Jedi. It's hard. And And then Yoda shows him up. Yeah. Yoda's like, I'm going to school you big time, motherfucker. And he just holds out his hand, and he picks up that ship, and he drops down on the ground. And Luke's like, I don't believe it. And he said, you suck. And he's like, (laughs) Obi-Wan, what the fuck? (laughs) Sure about this, you are? This is the best you can do. (laughs) 
<laughs> anyway, then we go back to the Star Destroyer, and Darth Vader disciplines Captain Nita, who lost the ship, right? Yes, he disciplines him by choking him to death. Holy shit, fellas. But also accepting his apology. I have to give him that. I mean, he accepted well, no, the apology. I mean, he, he but you, you still have to impose consequences. Nice. That's leadership. Hey, hey Lord Vader. Oh, wait. Excuse me, Lord Vader. <laughs> what? Do you think maybe you should stop killing all your officers? Maybe that's why we don't do so good with the whole finding stuff because you keep killing everybody you know, and then one of these days you're going to kill enough people and I'm going to be Admiral. <laughs> you, you know... You know, the strangest thing keeps happening to my hand whenever you come near me. My fingers start to close in a, a little pinch form like this. Oh. I can't help myself. That's weird. I just start to, to pinch like I'm pinching something closed. Maybe you should see one of the robot doctors. Here, no, I'm going to leave and make an appointment for you with one of the robo-creepy yes. robot doctors, okay? Why don't you go and do that right away? I will. I also left some candy for you in your creepy chamber. <sighs> Thank you. It's a little melty, but it's still good. It's still fine, good. It's, fine. It's got a little do-back hair on it. I feel, I'm feel i feeling a little pinchy. Well, well, I'll make sure that you get to see the doctor right yes, away. Yes, go and tell... The, I would prefer an afternoon appointment. You know, my grandma makes a salve that can, you can put I on some of your strawberry ice cream skin. I don't want your grandmother's salve. All right, fine. I want you... Listen to me. Yes? Listen to me. What? I want you to leave me alone. Um, all right, how much do you need? I, wa- I know that the death shot was a lot of monies, but uh, I could maybe float you. No, here. not alone. Are there space I tolls? I mean, I could pay them. I don't want you to bother me anymore. Okay, you don't want I want me. you to go away all right. and do something else. Okay. And not come back right, and I'll, talk to me ever again. I'll go wait in your spooky chamber. No, I don't want you to be anywhere that I will be. Okay, right. You've got it. I, Do you understand your orders? I'm hugging your legs now. No, oh my. <laughs> I don't oh want to be any. I don't want to be any farther away from you, Lord Vader. Oh my God! You're like a father figure to me. I don't know. <laughs> no. I love you so much. <sighs> Meanwhile, <sighs> why haven't I killed him? I should just. <laughs> Well, he's the Emperor's nephew, don't you know? Oh, Jesus Christ. How's my nephew getting along? Fine. Why don't you ask him yourself? He's right here. He's my favorite. Oh, hey, hey, hey. Emperor Palpatupo? Uh, Uncle? Uncle? Which one Which one is the one I'm supposed to say? Choose and take your pick. He makes me call him Master. Really? You make yes. him do that? He only does that during life day as a joke. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> By the way, I got the peanut butter cups. They're delicious. <laughs> I, look, I have to go. I have duties to perform. <laughs> I'm looking for the Millennium Falcon. I'm trying to find Luke Skywalker. Lord I have a Vader, you will sit here and socialize with my nephew. Fine. So, uh, you hot in that suit? <laughs> As a matter of fact, we I am quite... We have got to cut com- away from this skit, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going on and on and on. <sighs> okay, so, um, the Falcon decides that they're going to launch away when they dump the garbage before they go in hyperspace, and they're going to float away with the garbage. It's a brilliant plan, right, Steve? It's brilliant. Except... <laughs> 
they can't go to hyperspace. No, it's because Booba Fett has hidden his ship. He was in the garbage, too. Because he's smart. See, he's a smart cookie, Booba Fett. And he, he was right behind him, but for some reason they didn't see him. Yeah, but Han Solo and Princess Leia, Han Solo's like, we're going to go see Lando Calrissian who lives in Bespin. This is a friend of mine. This is great. It's just like me. She's like, you mean rapey? No, I mean, well, maybe. Sure I don't know. <laughs> we got back. Luke is standing on a handstand, and he's got Yoda up on his feet, and he's floating rocks all over the place. And yeah. then he has another mental problem, and he sees his friends, and he goes, ah, and he drops everybody, and he's had an upsetting vision of the future, right? Yeah, and, and he's like, I saw my friends in a city in the clouds, and they were in pain, and Yoda, are they going to die? And, and Yoda's were like, kissing, and she was scared, and C-3PO just sat there listening to what going on, and he did nothing. I just, I, I, saw I have such Chewie a different in the bathroom with a magazine. <laughs> What does Yoda say? He says, uh, well, uh, it's hard to tell what's going to happen to him. I mean, they might die. They might not. I don't really know. But um, you should just stay here, though. You definitely should not go and help them. That's right. You need you need a lot of work. <laughs> you can't help them, Luke. You can barely help yourself. <laughs> so far from done you are. Uh-huh. So then we cut to Bespin, which is this big floating city in the clouds, right? Yeah, it's a big old mushroom. That's right. And they get permission to land, and they land. And Lando Calrissian comes up, and he comes pimp-walking out in his cape. Yeah, that's right. And he's like, Han, you piece of shit. What are you doing here? And I'm just kidding. I'm happy to see you. Oh, yeah. Oh, thank God. I thought you found out what I did with your sister. It's okay. <laughs> what? No, nothing. Uh, what was that? Uh, look, a girl. <laughs> oh, hello. <laughs> Lando's all like, come on in, everything. And, and C-3PO's like, he's real friendly, and Leia's not buying it. Yeah, and, like, yeah, great, another one. Yeah, and then they go walking down the corridor, and then CCPP goes into a door, because he hears what he thinks is an R2 unit, and he goes, oh, hey, oh, I'm sorry, and he talks to some people that we can't see, and then he gets exploded. Uh-oh. Yeah, then other people don't notice, because he's a fucking droid and they don't care. Nobody cares about droids. Yeah. Cut back to Dagobaba, and Luke is leaving. Yeah, that's right. He's like, I'm going to go help my friends, even though you, the wise old Jedi instructor, is really, really, really telling me not to. Yeah, I know you're 800 years old and you're super smart, but whatever, I'm leaving. Goodbye. And not even Ghost Obi can stop him. Nope. And he's Luke, like, I'm serious, don't go. And he's like, I promise I'll be back or something, I swear. Unless, of course, you know, I meet Darth Vader and he has a really convincing argument to go over to the dark side. Okay, bye-bye! And he <laughs> gets it takes off and... So Obi-Wan's like, well, that went tits up. And Yoda's like, no, don't worry. There's another one. And we in the audience are like, what? <laughs> What's that mean? What the fuck are you talking about, Yoda? There's another what? Another movie coming? <laughs> really? A trilogy. A trilogy this will be. Hmm. Just so long as we don't make nine of them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that would be ridiculous. <laughs> Anyway, we cut back to the Bespin. Leia don't like Lando. Chewie found the parts of C-3PO being tossed out by a bunch of Ugnots. Yep, I know what those things are called. They're little Ugnots. They're gross. They're little gross little troll things. And they're fixing them, burning them, and melting them. He gets all the parts back, and he brings them up, and he says, Look what I found. I found CCPP. He's all broken. 
and they're like, oh, well, whatever, that's mildly upsetting. Just like with yeah. R2-D2 in the previous one. Yeah, oh, yippee, whoopee. Okay. Whatever. Lando then, shows up and says, hey, let's go to dinner. And Chewie drops the box of C-3PO pieces. <laughs> yes, because Chewbacca, who seems to care the most about C-3PO of any of the characters in the movie, is still willing to just leave him in pieces on the floor. <laughs> yeah, he seems to care the most. Uh, and they go walking in, and Lando's like, yeah, I'm a businessman, and I've just made a deal to guarantee that everyone here will live safe and happy away from the Empire because I'm responsible for millions of people who live on board this floating city in the sky, and I'll do anything to protect them because I'm actually a responsible fucking man, and I don't deserve all of the anger that's directed for me for what I'm about to do when I open this fucking door. I don't want any goddamn <laughs> judgment. There are so many... There are children on board Cloud City, hon. I've got to make sure that they stay alive. And they're yeah. like, what uh, the... L- um, Lando, what are you, what are, what are you talking about? Oh, nothing. And he opens the door, and who's in there, Steve? Darth Vader. <laughs> the dinner, the, the dinner table set. Yep. Han immediately shoots at him. Darth Vader catches those laser bolts, and then he yanks rips that the fucking gun, gun out of his hand. <laughs> and then Boba Fett shows up, and he's like, "Please join us for dinner and a little torture and oh, something else." <laughs> Holy Dinner. shit, Darth Vader, did you see that? Hey, guys, look at what he did. He caught laser God bolts. Hey, wait a minute. It. I want to shoot at you a little bit. Hey, no. Darth Vader, turn your palm Stop. towards me. No, I'm uh. going to do it. Okay. Uh, there, I got uh, it. Yay. I'm sorry I missed. One second. Uh, <laughs> going to try again. Just, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Charlie. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I think the barrel on this thing is bent. No, just look. Put... Uh. All I wanted was a little dinner, dessert, some light torture. You want me to torture you? No, not. I would do... My Uncle Palpy said for me to give you whatever it is you needed. I would do the torture. Aren't you like half, more than like half robot? You're like mostly robot. How do you torture a mostly robot? You're not, no one is going to torture me. Should I push you in? Oh, I know, a squirt gun. I'll squirt you with water, you short No. Oh my god. <laughs> just a second, people, we just captured. We gotta work this out. <laughs> just. I had a really menacing thing going. I was going to scare the shit out of Captain Solo. I was going well, to take him into a room. Yeah? We were going to do a whole thing. Okay. I can't <sighs> be there? I'll no! Pencil it in. No, I'm penciling no, it in. You're not going Scary to be thing there. With guy you're I not, just met. You <laughs> are not going to be there. Oh. <sighs> Oh, cut to Chewie fixing CCPP in a, in a prison room. <laughs> yep, and he's backwards. Aww. Hijinks. Hilarity. And now we cut to torture time. Where they're Yay. Han Solo. <laughs> it's, it's torture time with Han and Darth. <laughs> <laughs> Which is being electrocuted on a, on a torture bed. Yep. And Londo's like, hey, this wasn't part of the deal. No one said anything about torture, my friend. And giving him to a bounty hunter. And Tony Finn is like, shut up, I have a lot to, I'm a, just, do you want me to just blow up Bespin? Is that what you want? I'm taking, okay, I'm giving yeah. Han Solo to the bounty hunter, and Princess Leia and Chewbacca can never leave this place. Okay? Uh, Say sure. yes. Good deal. Okay, great. Yes, good deal. <laughs> as long as that's it, and there aren't any more unforeseen, you know, changes in the deal. And then later on, Orlando's like, okay. This is fine. I'm sure we'll be fine with Jabba the Hutt. It's a perfectly good deal. Boop. Yes. <laughs> There's a carbonite thing. Oh, God. <laughs> um, yeah? I'll meet you down there. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. What they, does he want now? They go down to the carbonite thing, and they're like, this thing could freeze Luke. That will be great. 
And Blondo's like, uh, this it is does for cargo? It, <laughs> yeah, we, we don't really use it on people. It'll kill really? him, maybe? Oh, well, uh, we'll test it on Han Solo. And even Boba Fett's like, wait a minute, I want Hold him alive. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just a second. <laughs> don't worry, don't shoot you up. We'll pay you like, like a I'll, okay? I'll pay you. God, dude, all you care about is money. Look, you, you almost look as cool as me, all right? You'll be an inexplicably popular character for years after this. You have three lines. <laughs> so now they're gonna... Okay, so they're gonna freeze Han Solo. Yeah. And now, um... Yeah, that's because there's a scene where they're all in prison together after everybody gets tortured. And Lando comes in and he's like, look, Leia and Chewbacca are going to stay with me. You're going to be given to the bounty hunter and everything's fine. Look, there's a lot of families that depend on me. And then Han Solo punches him in the face. And you'd think and Leia, like, who understands wanting to save lives, <laughs> is like, fuck you, get out, fuck you. <laughs> and now they're going to... They're going to freeze Han Solo, and they go in, and... Wait, does Luke get there first, and then they freeze him? Does he... Nah, yeah, they show him flying through the sky. Yeah, Luke is Yeah, Luke is about to arrive when they're yeah. going to do the freezing, yeah. And then they cut back, and Han's, Han's there, and they, they're going to put him in the carbonite. And then Leia says, I love you, so I guess she doesn't hate him no more, right? I guess so, yeah, yeah. Okay, and then they freeze him, and he's frozen in carbonite, and he looks all weird, and then they say he's fine, and then Boba Fett's like, yes! And then they, they then Darth Vader says, oh, hey, Lando, I'm taking Han... I'm taking and Princess Leia and Chewbacca with me. And Lando's like, that's the last straw, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so they're all walking, and Luke's on, on Bespin now, and he sees Princess Leia and Chewbacca, and they see him, and Leia says, Luke, this is a trap. And Luke says, I wonder what that meant. Let me follow yeah, her and Luke's see what like, she was talking about. I don't about. care. <laughs> I don't heed warnings. <laughs> And uh, he starts looking for him, and uh-oh, he's in the carbonite freezing room. Oh, boy. And uh-oh, Darth Vader's there. Yeah, and, and he's got his lightsaber out. Yeah, and Vader's like, hey, what's up? <laughs> Do you want to you wanna join me? Or fight. On the, on the dark <laughs> side? Or we could have a laser sword fight. Yeah, and what do they do? They have a laser sword fight. That's right. Cut back to Lando, who's leading Leia, and watch what face, and he the beep boops into a thing, and he calls uh, uh, Lobot, and then they uh, take away the stormtroopers that are, t- and he's like, "I'm gonna, we're all gonna get away, right?" Yeah, I'm a good guy now. And as soon as he gets off Chewbacca's handcuffs, Chewbacca tears his head from his body. The end of Lando. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. He know he chokes them, and he tries to convince them, and he's like, "Listen, while you guys are staying here, allowing the Wookiee to choke me to death, we could be saving Han Solo right now." Right. I know right? what port the ship is at. We can go there mm-hmm. and try to stop the bounty hunter from taking him. You morons. Yeah. And so uh, they run, and then Artie Doo sees CCPP, who's being carried around on on Chewbacca's back, and now they're together. Yay! Yay! Reunion. But then Bo- Bo- Booby Fett escapes. With Han. Uh-oh. He flies away in his ship. And then we come back, and Luke and Vader are still fighting. And they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they fight, and they <laughs> fight, and they fight. And then Darth Vader fights dirty by using the Force to throw things at Luke, and then he gets knocked out a window. Yeah. Vader don't care. Yeah. but Vader just wants to win. The Scooby gang have made it back to the Millennium Falcon, and they get in it, and our, uh, our DJ says, Hey, the computer said... 
that uh, they disabled the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon. And c 3 poos like, I don't care. Shut up. About that. Just kiss me and hold me. <laughs> I've had a really rough couple of days, okay? <laughs> or weeks, or months, or however depending on long... <laughs> however long it's been. <laughs> however long we were in that asteroid, not really sure. Yeah, but they take off and they fly away. And we cut back to the fight, and um, Vader is done. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is going to try to kill Luke. And, that's right. And he's Luke swinging is, for the fences now. That's right. And Luke is barely holding on. And that's because shortly he gets <laughs> his hand chopped off. It's hard to hold Uh-oh. on to things with only one hand. That sucks. And he's like, look, you don't got your lightsaber no more. You don't got a hand no more. You got to join me. And Luke's like, give me one compelling reason as to why I should join you. And Vader says, how Excuse about this? Excuse me. What's going on in here? <laughs> this Holy is not shit. a good time. You, what you are they doing in this room? Go back inside. Oh, now. hey, little boy. <laughs> no, don't speak to him. You want that I should shoot him off of the no, thing? No, do not shoot him. No, just could you could you please just go? Just I told you not to bother me anymore. I'm not bothering you. I'm standing all the way over here. Listen, I want to tell you something. Yes. Listen to me very carefully. I will. We are standing over a very, very deep pit. Yes, oh, look. I could choke you to death with the force and dump your corpse into the pit, and I would tell your uncle, the emperor, that you just fell. <laughs> That's Get funny. It? You tell funny stories. It's not. Oh, my God. Isn't he a funny guy, little boy, who's just I'm, got his I'm, hand chopped it. off? I'm choking you. I'm choking tell you. That's you it. Tell you what. Tell you what. I'm going to go down and go find oh. your lightsaber and your no. hand for you. Okay? That will be nice. Don't do... Why would anyone need his lightsaber? Just you, no. You go back to doing whatever it was you were doing. Hey, oh, by the way, did you mm-hmm. tell him that you or his dad. No! God! How? Sorry, how, I didn't mean that. Sorry. Did you, but then you didn't hear me say that. I'm going down. I'm leaving. How did you even know about that? Uh, well, Uncle Palpy told us. Fucking sh- God. We were drinking some go, Life Day Nog last Go get last the lightsaber. Go get I'm the going. lightsaber. I'm going. Go, go get the lightsaber. Okay. Anyway, Luke. <laughs> Anyways, so oh, what does Vader tell Luke? He says, Obi-Wan never told you what happened to your father, did he, bro? And Luke's like, yeah, he did. He said that you killed him, asshole. And Darth Vader's like, no, uh, slight correction, I'm your father. Dun-dun-dun. Uh-oh. Luke's so traumatized that he's like, oh, jeez, what do we do? Oh, I know, suicide. <laughs> Bye-bye. But he gets sucked up by a bunch of tubes. Yeah. And then the tubes poop him out of the bottom of the flying city, and he's holding on to these, like, antenna things. And then he makes a long-distance telepathic phone call to <laughs> Leia. Yeah. And he's like, and Leia's Leia. like, Leia's like, I know where he is. I really screwed the pooch, Leia. Come on. <laughs> I failed at everything in this one. Yeah. So she turns the Falcon around and um, she picks up uh, Luke, gets him into a bed on the Falcon, gives him another kiss because she can't decide who she loves. I hope they get together, Steve. Me too. I hope he's balls deep in her all throughout the next movie. (laughs) I mean, that would make the most sense. I mean, she's the the female lead and he's the male lead. They're closer in age. Yeah. He's not, never been rapey with her. No, and mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, it's go, it fits the story better. He's yeah. like the person who res- he rescued the princess from That's the high right. tower in the first movie. Like, come on. Right. So they're trying to get away, and the hyperdrive is broken again. 
And then Artie Boop Boop goes, hey, I can fix that. And he fixes it, and they go into hyperdrive, and they get away. And Darth Vader's like, well, fuck bullshit. Son of a bitch. Look, uh, I know you told me to uh, disable the hyperdrive. On the Millennium Falcon. Yes. When we were, you know, flying. I didn't. I got distracted. You got distracted. I got distracted, and I only halfway did it. Yeah, uh, even the stupidest droid could fix the Millennium Falcon. I see. So, what you're telling me is that you were there to ruin the reveal that I was Luke Skywalker's father. Yeah. You you, You were there on time for that, mm. but you failed to disable the hyperdrive on the Millennium Falcon. You couldn't make that, but you were on time to fuck up my big scene with Luke Skywalker. You were there bright and early for that. I'm sorry, I wasn't paying attention. But there. God damn it! I was scrolling through my phone. I'm, I'm going to choke you. I, my fingers are coming together. I'm forming the little C with my fingers. Can I'm I finish choking- this, this message to my Uncle Pelpy? What what are you going to say? Just that you and me are best friends. Look at your picture. It's you holding me. Oh I'm my! You back. There's a do back behind it. All right. He's sitting on a giant Look. peanut butter cup. Okay, I've had a really bad day, so uh, I'm going to let you go. So hug, hug. Is that what? For, you, uh, are you asking for? Here, I'll hug. You. No. Oh, oh my God. Just accept it. <sighs> Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> Luke is back with the Rebels, and he gets a brand new hand. A fancy robot hand. It's a fancy robot hand. And Lando is taken off with the Millennium Falcon and Chewbacca, and he says, yeah. I'm going to meet you on Tatooine. He's even stolen then, Han Solo's wardrobe. Yeah, he did. And for whatever reason, we're like, he's not replacing Han Solo. He better not be replacing Han Solo. And <laughs> he then, better be barely um, in the next movie. <laughs> and so then um, Luke and... Leia and the Beeboops are looking out a window, and um, they look at the galaxy, and, uh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. The end? Yep. things aren't resolved, Steve. What do you mean, the end? It's a cliffhanger. What cliffhanger? There better be another movie coming out in a week. Uh, no, actually, about three years. Three years? Yeah, 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 yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, three what? years. You'll you'll find out what happens in three years. No, I won't. Oh. <laughs> what if we're not alive? Reagan's coming into office. He could nuke all of us. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> That's right. Oops. Really? The end? That's the end. Alright, okay. The John well. Williams music kicks up, and that's it, baby. Get out of the theater. <laughs> okay, Steve. Yeah, huh? Um... Uh, you start talking about what you think Empire Strikes Back. I'm going to go look and see if we found our cat. One second. Oh, that sounds important. Okay. Yeah, I'll be right back. Okay. So, as as you might expect, I, I, I did, I kind of like this movie a little bit. I mean, it was it's okay. Um, look, this is one of my favorite science fiction films. There was a period in my life when I was a teenager when I first sort of rediscovered these movies uh, when I would have considered this maybe my favorite science fiction movie. I'm I'm a huge fan of The Empire Strikes Back. And what I really love about it, having watched it this time for this review, and when I think about what what the place of this movie is in the broader Star Wars saga, um, I love that it's a sequel that does what the movie 
executives expect a sequel to do, which is it revisits the first movie. It goes back and it shows you the same stuff that you saw in the first movie that you liked that made you want to come back and see a sequel. It, it goes over that, that old territory, but it finds fresh ways to do it. And I, I love the creativity that is shown in this movie to be a sequel and to cover the same ground, but to do it in ways that feel inventive and creative. We see... Uh, ships fighting each other in this movie, but you don't really ever get a full reprise of the kind of dogfighting that you get at the end of Star Wars. There's a big fight scene, a big action scene toward the, the beginning, but it doesn't take place in space. It takes place on an, on an ice planet. It's, it's not in, with a star field in the background. It's, it's covered with ice and snow. That's like the big first action scene, uh, which is a, a, a very, creative twist on what we on what we would expect from the first movie it gives us something we saw before but it gives it in a different way um we see an awesome chase scene between the millennium falcon and the empire that we mentioned during our recap uh again not exactly the same thing that we saw in the first movie we saw the millennium falcon fighting tie fighters but we didn't see them running for their lives because they couldn't engage the hyperdrive it's it's it 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 gives us creative new twists on this kind of stuff we saw in the first movie and that that to me is is the mark of a really, really solidly put together sequel. It's not 100% new. It's the same characters doing basically the same stuff, but it does it in a way that is inventive and fresh and feels new. So that that's something that I truly, truly admired about this movie when I watched it this time. I also think it's the movie of all of the Star Wars movies that have been made so far that does the best job of putting uh, putting a foregrounding the that which is the real reason that people love these movies in the first place and that is it has likable actors portraying likable characters and yes it still has this it still has the special effects it still has the the awesome editing and camera work and the exciting action sequences but this movie more than any of the other movies really puts the characters and the performances of the actors who bring those characters to life front and center and that to me is the main reason why we still talk about these movies Um, A lot of analysis has gone into Star Wars and a lot of analysis has gone into this particular film as the most celebrated Star Wars film. And there are a lot of really interesting things that we can say about it. We can bring up a lot of the the inspirations and the references and and the the way that the, the different angles that the story takes. But the main reason why Star Wars is beloved and why this movie particularly is the most beloved, I think, is because of the characters and the actors playing them. And this is the movie that really puts those first and foremost. And it has several strategies that it employs to make us love these characters even more. It brings them back together very, very briefly at the beginning, and then it immediately separates them. So Luke spends almost the entire movie apart from his friends, except for R2-D2. Um, and Han and Leia and, and 3PO and Chewie are, are constantly on the run. They don't, they, the good guys don't get a single victory in this entire movie. <laughs> they just get to escape. That's, that's their reward, is, if, is they get to survive to fight another day. And that is literally the end of the, the note that the movie ends on is, is, well, at least they made it. 
They didn't win anything. They didn't blow up a ship. They didn't destroy a Death Star. They made it out alive. They're still here at the end of the movie. And that's just going to have to be good enough. And that is an incredibly effective strategy for building sympathy for these characters. We love them already because they were played by these appealing actors and they're just very likable characters. But by the end of this movie, if you're not on their team then there's probably nothing that's going to get you on their team because we've seen them go through so many trials and tribulations and they've been just beaten down and thwarted at every turn and now finally here they are at the end and they're still alive and they've lived to fight another day and that's so we've not only had this great adventure with them in this movie but now we're also perfectly like the the pump has been primed now for part three which is another brilliant sort of uh commercial thing that the movie does it functions as 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 a great sequel to the first movie and also as a great setup for the second movie but the last thing i'll say is um this movie stands perfectly well on its own and even though it does have a cliffhanger ending you have to understand that and obviously there was going to be a part three and knowing that part three was coming i admit it would feel incomplete if i didn't have return of the jedi there yeah but you can judge this movie on its own merit. There's enough exposition in it that you can figure out who everybody is and what's going on, even if for some reason you haven't seen Star Wars. And even if you never see Return of the Jedi, if for, if for some reason this is the only Star Wars movie this you ever see... This is a bummer see, movie, if you don't see the other one. Oh, yeah, it is. It's definitely a bummer, but you can appreciate it as a complete film. Because one of the things that Star Wars is, that is, that is, is cued to us in this movie, through the opening crawl, is that it is, it's a riff on uh, movie serials. Yeah. That's one of the many things that Star Wars is. So this particular riff on a movie serial is a riff on the episode that ends with a cliffhanger because almost every movie serial episode ended with a cliffhanger. So even if you don't have the other episodes to refer to, you can watch this movie and understand it as a tribute, as an homage to the classic movie serials where the episode ended on a cliffhanger and you can still view it as a complete movie, not Mm -hmm. just as an episode that is, that is yet to be completed. Um, So it's, I, I, I agree with the popular consensus. I think it is definitely, Definitely the best of the Star Wars movies. It's the best written. It's the best directed. It has the most beautifully acted character moments. It's the funniest. Um, and I, I, it, it's one of my taste in movies, as people who listen to the show can probably tell, is fairly middle of the road. Uh, and this is one of those times where my taste lines up pretty exactly with with the popular consensus. I think this is this is my favorite Star Wars movie, and it deserves very much to be the most celebrated of all of them. So that's my review. Okay. What, what you want to say? You you talk about movie now. Okay. So if Star Wars was the bait um, that had a hook in it, Empire really set the hook. Right in all of our mouths. (laughs) Star Wars is a great introduction to this world, a great introduction to these characters, and this is really one of the first times that someone took a three-act structure of a movie and applied it to a three-act structure of a series of films. Mm -hmm. The three-act structure in a movie is you're introduced to the characters, that characters are put in the worst situation they could possibly find, and then it's resolved by the end of the movie. They took that structure and they extended it to three films. We're introduced to the characters in Star Wars, we put them in the worst situation that we can find them in in the second film, and in the third film we have resolutions. One of the reasons why Return of the Jedi may feel kind of a little bit less than satisfactory as a film is because it's nothing but resolutions. It's one right after another. It's just the team just keeps winning. 
winning. It's everyone keeps winning in Return of the Jedi, but in this one, I think one of the reasons why people like it so much is that this is where we put everyone in peril. We expand on the characterization. We exp- uh, it's a it's a level up as far as directing. It's a level up as far as cinematography goes, and it's a quantum leap forward in special effects. <laughs> So we're seeing things that we didn't see in the previous Star Wars. And not only that, but when they re- when Empire came out, they were competing with the other movie studios that were desperately trying to catch up to Star Wars. And failing. But they were <laughs> trying really hard to catch up to Star Wars. <coughs> so, no shit. The sequel to the biggest movie of all time, everyone was going to go see it. And everyone did. What they also packed in there were a few soap opery things, like Darth Vader being Luke's father. That there is another Jedi maybe out there? Who knows? Who could it possibly be? I think it's R2-D2, but that's just me. Anyway... <laughs> that um, would have been so much better! This is also by... If, if Star Wars wasn't commercial, Empire really established that this was a commercial film with lots of licenses and lots of merchandise. And... Th- Return of the Jedi is known as being just a toy commercial because, boy, there were so many toys for that one. But um, this movie, just on on, separated from its cultural impact, everything else, it's still a well-told, simple story. That's it. That's what made Star Wars work. A well-told, simple story with archetypes that we like. Um, We were making a lot of jokes about Han Solo and Princess Leia and how kind of rapey it is, but you know what? That scene works because the way the actors play it, um, it's pretty clear that Leia does love Han. Yeah. Um, I don't know if we would get a scene like that in movies now because it kind of leaves it open with the whole the guy's being a little forceful on her and stuff like that, but it still works. Screenplay is good. Um, The dialogue isn't terribly hokey or terribly awful. This could have really lapsed into melodrama really heavily. Um, it didn't. It avoided a lot of pitfalls that they could have stumbled themselves, you know, stumbled into. Um, and they managed to make a film that does not resolve itself at the end, and people were like, oh, I can't wait for the next one, rather than being, I'm pissed off because we didn't get a resolution. <laughs> I think it's also the only... Out of the main, out of the main, one of the few movies that didn't have something gigantic blowing up at the end of it. Yeah. Which is what they did with Star Wars and Return of the Jedi and also with The Force Awakens. (laughs) (laughs) Where something big had to explode. I'm not including the prequels because the prequels suck and I hate them. But... Um, it, everything that Steve said, I, I completely agree with. Now, do I think that fan appreciation of this film has made it one of the greatest movies ever made? I've heard people say that it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm not going to say it's one of the greatest movies ever made. I'm going to stick with it's the best Star Wars film ever made. I don't think that they can recreate the magic, although God knows they've tried, of that. And I'm hoping to God that The Last Jedi isn't going to try to ape um, Empire Strikes Back. I think it's unavoidable if they're borrowing that three-act structure for the, this latest trilogy. Mm-hmm. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but as far as a film is concerned, there's characters we like, doing adventurous things that, that we like seeing them do. There's a lot of fantastical creatures and, and weird little dudes that pretend to be somebody, and then it turns out that there's somebody else, and, <laughs> you know... Floating, you know, floating cities in the sky, and just just tons of stuff that that will spark little kids' imaginations and and make adults happy because they feel like they're actually watching characters that they can get involved with without feeling silly about being involved with them. You know, one of the benefits of not having a little kid character in this series. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree with Steve. I'm not going to go on as long with extolling all of the the good things about The Empire Strikes Back. Is it a classic? Of course it is. And it's going to stay that way for a really, really long time unless another movie comes along in the Star Wars Wars canon that uh, replaces it. But I don't see that happening anytime soon. It's still going to be the the movie that everyone goes, holy shit, that one was really good. (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I mean, well, the, the main reason why it, it probably won't be surpassed in the Star Wars canon is because I, it, it's hard to imagine another filmmaker handed a Star Wars movie that would either be willing to or allowed to do what this movie did, which was mm -hmm. to do something that was clearly in the same vein as the first one, but do something that was also markedly different. Yeah. I feel exactly. like they're, they're very much in the business of let's just kind of try to do the same thing over and over and over again mm -hmm. instead of trying to take, well, but let's try it. Let's do a more inventive twist on it. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. So, yeah, I agree. Classic. Stamp it. Lock it in a vault. How about you give the original back to the film registry so they can preserve it, George? How about that? Please. <laughs> and now it's time for us to do a non-recommendation. Yay. This is where we find a movie and we tell you not to go see it. Right, Steve? <laughs> yep. And as I said at the beginning of, of my review, Empire Strikes Back is one of my very favorite films of its genre. That genre being... Yeah, that genre being space opera or pulp sci-fi, whatever, however you want to label it. Yep. And the uh, movie I'm going to not recommend is something that also falls into that category, but is a huge piece of shit. <laughs> and that movie is a 1998 sci-fi adventure film called Lost in Space. Oh, wow. That is, of course, based on a TV series that ran in actually ran concurrent for Star Trek for most of its run uh, called Lost in Space. That was a fun, goofy sort of Irwin Allen adventure series where they every week it was stupid as shit. Yeah, it was it was it was it was. Yeah, it was. It's the kind of show that you'll watch it and you'll think, wow, Star Trek actually was, was kind of cerebral, wasn't it? garbage. It was, it was, a, it was, yeah, it was basically just a, a goofy romp in the clouds where you turn your brain off and you're just like, oh, look, they're on another planet. And, oh, what are, you know, the vegetables are coming alive. Um, I mean, <laughs> it's just, oh, it's like a night. Yeah, it's just a big, goofy, lighthearted show without a brain in its head. Nope. And, and made it was for four-year-olds. Made for four-year-olds, exactly. And it was adapted in, the, in 1998 into this utterly joyless, terrible, overlong, ugly. humorless, ugly movie uh, written by Akiva Goldsman, the worst screenwriter to ever win an Oscar. I do not know why he still gets work. And directed by Stephen Hopkins, who is some hack that nobody's ever heard of. And uh, it has a really impressive cast. William Hurt is in it. Gary Oldman is in it. Mimi mm -hmm. Rogers, Heather Graham. It's it's mm -hmm. a, a very very strong cast, but it's just a huge pile of shit. It's a terrible movie. It's it's way it's over two hours long. Can you imagine making a Lost in Space movie that's over two hours long? What yeah. who, who 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 approved this? And so this is the <laughs> I, I went to see it. I went to see it in the theater for the sole purpose of making fun of it, and that is exactly what I did. Um, and I was the only one in the theater, so I could talk as much as I wanted. <laughs> so it was easy. It was Look easy. Look at that guy muttering to himself. <laughs> Yeah. In the, the movie guy, theater. The guy came in to sweep up at one point and he was like, What is he okay? Um I but wish yeah. it was exciting or interesting enough to make fun of. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a terrible, awful movie. And as as Jason just said, it even looks bad. It's just a it's just a shitty movie all around, just completely without any merit of any kind. And if you enjoyed The Empire Strikes Back, you should definitely go out of your way to not see Lost in Space. So there right. you go. Okay, my turn. As you guys know, I tried to pick a movie from the same year as the movie that we reviewed, and so it's 1980. 
and the rest of the studio system is desperately coming up with ideas to compete with Star Wars and this whole Star Wars they all knew Empire was coming out this year and they all had to put out some kind of sci-fi shit yeah. to try to compete against it and so the movie I'm going to recommend is a movie that came out the same year that was going to try to compete against it and it's kind of like a sci-fi movie for really old people who don't like sci-fi Ooh. the movie I'm going to recommend is The Final Countdown oh <gasps> Uh oh, <laughs> Steve likes the final countdown. No, I don't. I just, I mean, okay, I just, good. Whenever anybody says that, I immediately hear that song in my head. Yeah, well, this doesn't have anything to do with this fucking song. I know. The final countdown is an abhorrent <laughs> piece of garbage. It's long. It's boring. <laughs> and basically, it was a U.S. Navy propaganda uh, uh, commercial disguised as a time travel garbage film. Oh yeah. And it stars Kirk Douglas, Martin Sheen, and a bunch of Charles Durning and a bunch of other people who wasted their goddamn time. And it's about. A, uh, the USS Nimitz goes back in time somehow. <laughs> yeah. To when Pearl Harbor is attacked. They change nothing and influence nothing at all. It's basically an excuse to film planes taking off and landing on the USS Nimitz and uh, some time travel bullshit. And it's long and don't waste your fucking time. It's just garbage. And by the way, I have no idea what the final countdown, the title of the film, has to do with anything that goes on in the movie. There's no countdown, and it's definitely not the final one. <laughs> Seems like you'd want to get that squared away before you release the movie, at least. I think they just wrote it, and there was no title. And they're like, what do we call this? You guys have ten seconds to come up with a title. Oh, Jesus, it's the final countdown for this thing. <gasps> <gasps> That's it! So don't, don't watch it. It's not even good to make jokes about or, or catch. Yeah. You think, oh boy, it's super high-tech planes from the ni- 1980s are going to fight Tokyo Zeros and they are so outgunned that there's nothing no there's nothing there's nothing interesting happens with a premise like that so don't don't see it yeah it's on. it's like a really long really pointless Twilight Zone episode yeah yeah alright so that's it you guys know how we feel about Empire Stark back and yeah. we're done that's it no more yep. that's it right well we got we got another one coming up yeah, but it's going to be different, right? Steve? Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're, we're we're shifting into our Christmas format. That's right. I hope you guys have a great big Christmas stocking because it's time for our annual Christmas gift to all of our fans, right? Yeah, Steve? yeah, and also to us. Last year we did a riff on arguably the most cherished Christmas movie mm-hmm. ever made of "It's a Wonderful Life." Yep. A Christmas miracle happened because Steve finally discovered. How good the movie is! Yes, that's right. It was a Chris. I had a, I had an Ebenezer Scrooge turnaround. Right. It's not going to happen this time, guys. <laughs> no, it's definitely not. We're getting another Christmas movie together for us to riff on. Yep. And that movie is called. Oh, yes, yes. Say it. Home Alone. <laughs> oh yeah. So not only are we going to watch Home Alone. But all you're of you, gonna do it too. <laughs> you're gonna if you wanted to make any sense at all, you will have to watch the movie along with us because we are uh-huh. going to be providing a running commentary as we watch the movie. That's right. So next time this episode comes up, you're gonna go, oh boy, it's a Home Alone one. Then you're gonna go, oh no, I gotta watch Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be worth it because whoa. Oh, Steve. Yeah, we have so much anger to let just to let out. And we've known about this for months. <laughs> yeah, we've, this has been on the uh, on the drawing board for a very long time. 
Mm-hmm. So that's right, guys. I'm not going to tell you to go... I'm, I'm going to say goodbye, but I'm not going to tell you to go see a movie because you guys got to wait until we put out the riff track for it. Right, Steve? Yeah. Oh, please, don't watch it on your own. No. Don't we'll do that. you holding your hand. Yeah, we're going to walk you through it. That's right. Things will be better in a group, especially this movie. Yeah, you need, you need peer support. It's very important. That's right. So, for late seating, this has been Jason Harding, and we'll watch a movie together next time. <laughs> and this has been Steve Shives. Now, release your anger. Only your hatred can destroy me. But I don't want to destroy you. You're uh, my best friend. I wasn't. You're my best friend. I wasn't talking to you. I wrote a song. Oh. Darth and me, your best friends. We're together to the bitter end. That's adorable. Unless someone destroys the Death Star, Mm -hmm. him and me are going real far. Yep. I killed his only son because I have jealousy issues. What did you, what was that last lyric? What was that? What was that you just said? Nothing, nothing. Anyway, him and me riding on a do-back. When you, when you say you killed my only son, was that just, that was just part of the song? Right? Sure. You didn't actually do that, did you? Um, which answer would make you less angry at me? The one where you didn't kill my only son. The son that I spent this entire last few days trying to find... The son that I am living... Was it days or weeks? It seems like it's been a real long time. It's... You know what? It feels like it's been a long time, however long it's been. (laughs) My whole reason for living is to find him and to turn him to the dark side of the Force. Are you oh. telling me that you killed him no. without even telling me? And then Not you now. and then you dropped it into a song and you sang it in fr- in front of me. In retrospect, it was a bad idea. I will admit that. Look. Yes. To make you feel better, I'm going to go. I'm now head of security on the brand okay. new Death Star. Yes. I'm sure nothing will happen to it. I want you to go onto the new Death Star, and I don't want you to leave it no matter what happens. No matter even if they call down from the planet saying the shield generators have been destroyed? I want you to stay on the Death Star no matter what. You got it. I'll just wait for you. Thank Christ. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. <laughs> May the force be with you. Yeah, yeah that too. <laughs> Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Let Me Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash lemmelisten. And... Thanks for listening.